We sit glued to the TV set all night And every night Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright We got nothing better to do Than watch TV and have a couple of... Hello, and welcome to TV Times 3, episode number 168. On this episode, we've got some news, and then we're going to talk about recent episodes of How I Met Your Mother, Community, Scandal, Archer, and The Walking Dead, plus a reality check and some TV on DVD picks. Spoiler alert, my pick is amazing. You can find the full show notes with time codes for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 168. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. I'm Jason the TVaholic from tvaholic.com, and this week we have joining us... And I'm John Johnson from RayLee.com. From RayLee.com. No, no, no. From well, from TruestWord.com. Uh, John is our uh, one of our listener participants, so welcome. Thanks. Thank you, for Thank you for participating. I'm excited to be here. Excellent. So I didn't actually we didn't actually warn you about this. Um, but we, I'm sure you've listened enough that you know that I kind of surprise people. So Bring it on. Uh, the question I guess I'm going to put out to you is, what was it about TV that really got you interested in TV? And like, what are you currently watching that you would call as your favorite shows? Just give us some of your TV history. The TV history. Okay. Um, I basically was raised by television, um, kind of like Mowgli and Pack of Wolves, but um, <laughs> it was a lot kinder and gentler. My first, my actual very first memory is sitting in the dining room, watch, or eating a bowl of tricks, and watching one of the Color Beverly Hillbillies, where uh, Jethro was playing the director, and a bird flew down the chimney, and that's, that was the other cement <laughs> factor. Um, but I, I grew up just, that was, you know, my best friend, the person that the parents would sit me in front of to, to keep going through the night or through the afternoon. Uh, bailed a little bit in high school and college until the X-Files came back or came on. And I I'm, I'm, didn't catch it right away, but got sucked in. And then I became a TV whore, for lack of a better term. And I haven't really looked back. Um, I love, I watched way too much. Um, and if you, uh, nah, no such thing. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, you, well, tell that to my wife. Um, we don't go, we don't go to bed at the same time anymore. No, I, my favorite shows right now, I would say uh, I'm really digging justified. It's, it's so good. Um, and it's been good for since its inception, but this season's, uh, tickling my bones the right way. I really like the Americans. So I'm in a big mm-hmm. FX, uh, jog. Um, broadcast wise, Parks and Rec, uh, it's hard to beat that. Though, for me, the best show of 2012 was New Girl. It mm-hmm. just really came alive in that year. And uh, we, the whole family, all three of us, we just sit down and we just laugh and laugh and laugh. And uh, Jake Johnson, he's the man. He is. I love Jake Johnson. I do. I love him. No relation? Uh, I wish. I'd, that, that would be a coattail I would not mind writing for a while. Excellent. Well, thank you for joining us. And we're going to jump right in with our news. Uh, some good and some... Was there any good? No. actually. Well, there's some good and some bad. Okay. I was like, is there any good news yeah. before I say well, that? Was, well, last week after... or Was it last week with all the... Or the week before with all the uh, really bad news? Like, it was everything was bad everything news. Everything was canceled under the sun. <laughs> that was... Um, 
continues. So, okay, BBC has decided to cancel Being Human with the upcoming fifth season being its last. For those of you not aware, that does not mean the version that's on sci-fi. Um, that show is probably going to get canceled unceremoniously in its fifth season as well, because that's what sci-fi does. Um, but no, spoiler that's alert. The, spoiler alert. That's the uh, British version of the, the, well, the original show, off of which the U.S. version is based. That show started out so good and just went off the rails. Like, that it's kind of hard to believe that it's even made it to a fifth season with all the changes <laughs> that it's gone through. Yeah, I've never watched a single episode of the U.S. or the U.K. version, ever. Well, if you ever do, you can pretty much stop at the end of season one. Like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, wow. it, it really starts to... I mean, I think season one has a great arc, and then... It's completely squandered in subsequent seasons. Didn't they co- no co-opt most of the first season for the American season too, or no? Uh, they they did, but in an ex- like in an extended version, they did you know thirteen episodes of covering a similar territory, mm-hmm. but it didn't. It ended differently. Uh, it didn't end the exact same way. So there were things along the line that were very similar, mm. but they didn't always go the exact same direction. They twisted it a, a different way or a little bit. Plus, it was, you know, twice as many episodes to, to do so it. Tell me and this. they went completely in, a different direction in season two. And now so in the U.S. Three. version, basically everyone's healed now, right? Like everybody's cured. Um, <laughs> except Aiden, who will never be. So did they do that on the British version, too? No, they never they never went into any of those types of uh, of, of things. That, hmm. Intriguing. So that's BBC canceling being human. Um, the CW, and this is our good news, has renewed Arrow for a second season, Supernatural for a ninth season, parentheses, I'm rolling my eyes, and The Vampire Diaries for a fifth. Listen, yeah, I, I do, I love the guys that are involved in, in Supernatural, and I love, you know, the publicists that are involved in Supernatural. Like, I, I feel bad because I, I want to, I just feel like it should have ended. And I, mean, I have nine episodes backlogged on my DVR because, or maybe eleven episodes because I haven't watched it at all this season. But I, I have intentions of going back to it. So good for them for getting a ninth season. It's weird because they'll, I mean, they really try to push you away from it. It seems at times, and then they'll do an episode that's really just great and pulls you back in. And I'm like, oh, okay, fine. But I, I've tried to give up every time, every year for the last three or four years. Did you say this is the ninth season? So yeah, the yeah, last going four into years. the ninth season, yeah. Yeah, I was done at the end of the fifth with Kripke, but oh well. Oh, Kripke. But I'm excited about Arrow. Me too, because I really feel like it's it's like delivered on the promise that a really good pilot gave us. So I'm happy that they've been able to keep it exciting and keep it interesting and keep me guessing about some things and you know all the usual stuff you want in a TV show. You mean you don't want to know exactly where it's going to go every episode? <laughs> no. No, I do not. Then the rest of the CW is for you. <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, so that's CW news. In NBC has canceled Do No Harm after two episodes. And listen, <laughs> I didn't hate it, you know, which, yes, I know is my thing, and I say that a lot, but... Um, but I, I'm I, still, I still want to see that on the DVD set. 
<laughs> I didn't hate it. My take I'm on just TV. Surprised, like how badly it did. Like, yeah, I, I kind of am. Expected it to do that poorly. Yeah, I, I expected it to be. I expected it to do poorly just because I didn't think that NBC advertised it very well, and then they were putting it on a night where there's basically. Uh, three or if you're an FX fan, four better options than than it on the night. And so uh it wasn't uh it, it just didn't really have a shot that you know to do anything. Especially with uh the office and stuff being so you know down ratings wise itself. It has it had no lead in whatsoever. Uh and and then Oh know, the office. And then had <laughs> And then had four better options of things to do if you were actually watching it at the time. So right, right. Well, and, yeah, you're you're exactly right with all of that. I, I, it's a show that probably should have really worked and really worked well. Because Stephen Pasquale is not awful. Like he he does a good job, definitely doing the two different people. Like he he's very clearly playing two very distinct characters, which good for him, but nobody cared. Yeah. Yeah, and it didn't get enough not that not that Buzz necessarily helps it out any because last year uh the show that NBC put in that time slot at this around the same time died a quick death as well. Even although, Well, at least it aired all the episodes. Well, I mean it did well enough that they that they aired all the episodes, but uh that had a lot of buzz and it didn't get a high a very high number to start out with. I mean, it it didn't get the all time lowest rating ever, ever, <laughs> ever, ever. Like, I, ever. Can't, I can't even fathom that. When I saw that, I was like, "That has to be a misprint. That has to be like past five years." But no, but, ever. Uh, I mean, that's quite a distinction to have. But do you think that maybe it's medical dramas that are potentially the problem? Because the TNT series, the David E. Kelly thing, the uh, Monday, whatever Monday, we're going to butcher each other. Yeah, show? Monday mornings. Right. That's right. it. I mean, it was almost as the lowest rated TNT show. Yeah, that's what, yeah. Premier. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know that I'd necessarily put uh, Do No Harm necessarily in the medical drama category, but... But I the mean, way it was, like, promoted, I yeah, probably that, would. Yeah, yeah I, I would. guess. Maybe maybe so. I mean... it's And The, the, the Good Man, the CBS show with uh, Patrick Wilson, which wasn't oh, that yeah. bad of a show. Um, either. I it actually like. I watched every episode of that. I, the wife and I did too. We 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 really liked it. It was a great thing to watch on Friday nights. But and I, Patrick, great cast. But and, and the same thing with this uh, with Do No Harm. I thought it was a really good cast. But I just I don't know. Maybe medical genre is is on the vine. What was the the NBC show with the ghost um, and the doctors raising not raising hope? The medical. With, oh yeah, with saving, yeah saving the, the the Canadian the Canadian yeah, show yeah yeah that yeah. that didn't do yeah saving hope or something or <laughs> or whatever it was but yeah that didn't yeah, do that uh, did not do very well at all that didn't do very well uh, I don't think they expected it to do that well but there seems to be a slight trend happening and in, in Grey's Anatomy's I guess the mob doctor didn't do well if you want to put that into the <laughs> <laughs> into the doctor I mean, category as well. I mean, Every Emily so, Owens, MD, we can name them off. 
Yeah, I know. Maybe there is a trend. If it has anything to do with medicine right now, it's not a good way to go because if they're all be, pretty much in the last two seasons, they've all been canceled. I can't think of one that's that's made it. Yeah, I mean, is there? And even you look at like private practice. It's not new anymore. I mean, it wasn't a brand new show, but it certainly it was canceled. Right, and and, and like Grey's Anatomy's ratings keep slowly dwindling down. Maybe they're out of that. Uh, they're out of that world now. Mm. No, I have to say, like, I'm not watching Grey's Anatomy, and I don't think it's because it was like a medical show or anything like that. But maybe I, maybe subconsciously, I did tire of it. I don't know. It, we I shall mean, see. It was a great medical show. It it still is good. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've I've given up on that. Here's a show that needs to be given up on. <laughs> I mean, okay, so up all night. The first it started out as a show about two PR publicists, two PR people, and then when it actually shot the pilot, it was Maya Rudolph was a TV host, and Christina Applegate was her producer. They reshot the pilot. They had the original pilot yeah. that they shot had them as the PR. Right. And everything. So, then the show within a show was canceled. And now they're a stay-at-home mom and a person with no job. And then they, like, put it on hiatus to retool. And they were going to make it single. What was it? They were going to make it multi-camera. Yeah, multi-cam. And uh, somewhere along the way, a bunch of showrunners quit. <laughs> and yeah. the news today, or the news this week, is that now their series lead, Christine Applegate, has also quit the series. I I mean, yeah, whatever, they're saying she stepped down or whatever, but she quit the series because she knew that it was going to be ridiculous to have the show continue. And I, I can't say I blame her. I, no one should be, like... I understand it, but the thing about of it is, like, fine, she's leaving up all night, she understands she's gonna, you know, get off while a sinking ship. But they're still looking to continue the show. Yeah, I know, that's the yeah. weird thing, it's like, what, what is the, uh, I mean, they were in the process of retooling it, obviously, with her in mind, in, in yeah. any story ideas that they may have started on or anything, and so, where where do you go if you don't have, you know, one of the you know the leads anymore like how how I mean, do you, you have to imagine you, that will arnett how do you write out the mother in a exactly. couple with a baby you comedy? have to imagine that will arnett the day that like he hears christine applegate's like i'm out he, can you i'm sure he tried to get out of his too I, they should just if they really want to make the show and they really want to have this thing with lauren michaels or whatever they they need to just start fresh they need to just start the show over don't even call it up all night anymore it's not yeah, up all night anymore. Just come up with a new multicam idea and just have these same. <laughs> the thing is, like, it was supposed to be up all night because it was going to be their stories about these two with their new baby. And then none of the stories were about the new baby. I mean, they were at first. I liked the show at first. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's such a weird, such a weird thing. And that story that I read about it, <laughs> the, like, the, like, list of this showrunner and then it was this showrunner and then this, yeah. <laughs> it was, like, <laughs> completely ridiculous i mean when your creator leaves the show in the second season it's over 
I mean, you look at things like the West Wing. Aaron Sorkin left what? End of five. Eric Kripke leaves end of seven. But they left with the show still how they wanted the show. And they just, it went different directions in six and seven or whatever. But this is her first show she's created. And she left. You don't get another opportunity like that. And she's like, and she leaves the show, Emily Spivey. Like, that should have said something right then and there. But well, no. Also because they, said, you know, the network wanted to go another direction. And if you don't really, you know, that's not the show you want to do. You don't, sometimes you don't necessarily yeah. just, you know, go along and do something that you have just, no passion in. I, you know, the but, fact that they want to keep the show going, like, fine. I just, uh, I don't understand. I don't understand. Well, and, and did you, Kate Arthur uh, from BuzzFeed was saying that the, the retooled show was going to be about putting on a television show? Yeah, Not, it wasn't even going to be, they were going to be people playing characters. They weren't even going to be like, I don't even know how to explain it. Right. It's not that they were putting on the Ava show again. It's that they were be putting on a show, I guess, called Up All Night. And they would all be playing them. I don't know. I don't understand it either. So it makes you're no going to like see them playing their characters and then see them playing themselves? Yes. Something like thing, that. Uh, but they weren't going to be like Will Arnett. They were going to be like peep characters. They were yeah. just going to be like characters then also playing other characters characters yes characters oh playing God. characters playing characters and and really i mean i think nbc had it in their mind that we are keeping this on the air because of maya rudolph and you know we're going to tap into that bridesmaids gold mine and that never really happened right yeah exactly because her character was so absurd absurd absolutely absurd well, i think you it's it's interesting i mean you have 3 uh, you know, very talented people in the show, but none of which have actually had a, a hit in any, like, I mean, I've even, I even liked Christina Applegate's last show. I really liked that show and it, you know, it got a couple seasons, but you know, it didn't go uh, very but far. Samantha who was at the show? Yeah. She was yeah. In? yeah. Uh, I really, I really liked that show. Um, and, but you know, it never got a, got a huge, uh, you know, audience and, yeah. uh, and Will Arnett hasn't done anything since really since Arrested Development, and that I mean, you know, Arrested Development never got uh, really. He got did Running up. Wild. Yeah, but it didn't. That didn't do that anything. That got so. That got <sighs> canceled quickly too. And so while yeah. I see that you would want to work with these people and that they have, you know, that they're very talented, they've never individually or t- together really drawn uh, a large audience. So I don't get why you would want to keep you know, <laughs> working with. Uh, with them, just you know, trying to keep revamping everything. It's, exactly. it's the weirdest. This is one of the weirdest TV stories in a in a while. Yeah. Well, and, and this also, I mean, you ha- you have to lay it at NBC's feet because it was a moderate hit on Wednesday nights. Yeah. When it when it first premiered and it was the first concept, they put it on Wednesday nights and thought. I mean, it did well. I thought, well, let's move it to the big leagues on Thursdays, not knowing that Thursdays were automatically or right close to jumping off the cliff in ratings wise. And, uh, you know, then it could never keep up with the shows on Thursdays and all the other shows on Thursdays started to fall off. And now we're left with, I don't know, a shell of a show. Yeah. I'm with you, Amory. Pull the plug. Get over it, NBC. I mean, if you really want to stay in the Maya Rudolph business, stay in the Maya Rudolph business, but don't. <laughs> Like she's not going to want to stay if you keep submitting her to this like to this stuff they're making her sit through. I agree. 
Anyway, anyway, NBC, get, get yourself together there. And um, it's not- so that's our news. <laughs> we haven't even started prime time because we're so impassioned about up all night. And um, so here we go with prime time. Prime time, right? Okay. What are we talking about? How I Met Your Mother, Season 8, Episode 15, P.S. I Love You. Oh. Which was a really great addition to the uh, Robin Sparkle storyline. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what I would say it was really great. I I thought it, it, it really was. I mean, I want the Jason Priestley donut. That's, that's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> I really do like that Tim Horton made that donut, like, right away. They were like... I wonder if they gave them a heads up. They probably had to because they knew they were going to actually use Tim Hortons in yeah. the script or whatever. I love that any time a Canadian storyline takes place, it always takes place around uh, Tim Hortons or Tim Hortons Donuts I, and How I Met Tim Your it's, it's worth it. Well, I go to Tim Hortons every time I go to Canada, but you know, it's still it's still funny, though, that he goes up to uh, meet with people and he has them come. Uh, and they're only willing to talk if he'll give him a donut. Give him a donut, exactly. <laughs> I thought that it was a good episode. I, I didn't, I don't know. I I love Robin Sparkles very much. It was nice to see her one more time. I, I'm I assuming that, that, like, yeah. I thought it worked well in the whole overall storyline of showing you why she's no, you know, she was no longer a pop star. Right, you know, it, it it worked in that, you know, because they always had like you know she was really popular at one time, and so you always wondered how did she end up, you know, now as a a, a TV newscaster on like the the twelfth PlayStation in New York, you know, exactly type of thing, and so I think it worked well in that. It also was just really funny in all the Canadian actors they had on in cameos, yeah, you know, like Dave Thomas playing her manager. Uh, you know, and then, you know, Paul Schaefer and Jason Priestley and, and then it was all worth it for Dave Coulier doing the cut, the cut it out joke and and Bob Saget saying, I always love that joke in the the voiceover. I I did like that. I did. I did. I love a good like show crossover. I'm like, Oh wow. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm really happy to know that the show is coming back for a final season. Like they've, they've said season nine is the final season, right? Yes. Yes. So I'm not, I'm not saying I'm happy that the show's coming back because it should have ended like six years ago, but I am happy that they have an ending in place and hopefully they'll, I don't know. I've heard the idea out there bandied about that. There's the possibility that it could be, like the ninth season could be a season where they go back and fill in the gaps of like all these storylines that they've left open. Oh, that would make me sad. Yeah. I, I, I just want them to keep moving. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think this, this season has really tried my patience in a lot of ways. Then they'll have these great bursts forward of action and like, Oh, this making sense. This is great. Oh, Ted's moving on. I, I'm happy. This is, awesome and right right and then they'll say but i'll tell you about that later and i'm like no please no <laughs> not another now. one of the, not another one of those <laughs> we really need another like crazy girlfriend of of what's his name of what is his name 
dead. Can we talk about Abby Elliott for a minute? Sure. I I I liked her on Saturday Night Live, and um, I thought, oh, this will be really great. She really sort of annoyed me a lot. Yeah, she was really really annoying. And she's a stalker. And I mean, she's maybe supposed she to be. supposed to be, but... <laughs> but but she kept playing the same beat over and over again. She kept playing everything in the same way. There was never any nuance or any difference. And I know that's like a, a comedy trope, but it just it just really grated. And I thought, and my notes on that episode were, Abby Elliott replaced Dakota Johnson, or, or Dakota Johnson replaced Abby Elliott in the original Ben and Kate pilot. And now I understand why. Because yeah. Dakota Johnson's, I mean, she's just so much more nuanced. And in and, and, and Saturday Night Live, you get just sort of brief little glimpses and nothing's ever fleshed out. And I'm kind of sad that she's going to be back in tonight's episode. Yeah, me too. We are in agreement. Uh, so I'm, I'm interested. To, I actually was really happy in this. Did we talk about this already? A couple weeks ago when they had Barney's sister on. Because my friend... Uh, Dan was like, oh, the mother's going to be Barney's sister. They mentioned her once in passing, and I'm 100% right. That's going to be her his sister. And I was like, I don't believe you. I think you're wrong. And he wouldn't let go of it. Uh, but then it's not. So I felt really vindicated. <laughs> um, related. Anyway, that's how I met your mother. It's a show. Like, Remember how I gave up on it like a million times? This season hasn't done anything yet that would make me give up it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm in it this far. So let's see what happens. Yeah, it's, that's, it's like supernatural with me. It's, it, I, it's almost habit. I, I'm not, i got to see it through till the end. And I'm afraid that those boys are going to die old age before I do. <laughs> oh, Winchester boy. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> That's How I Met Your Mother. And our next show is Community, Season 4, Episode 1, History 101, the season premiere. Listen, you guys know that I am not a huge fan of Community. Why not? I just, I, I don't think it's as funny as people do. Yeah, because Emery doesn't like comedies that I like, so that's... No. So, so, so do, you, do you, Jason, and you like pretty much every episode of community or no i've or, never been a person that that thinks that every episode of community is is great i think mm -hmm. there's usually something in each episode that is funny but some of them fall have fallen flat over the years and then there's you know then there's a handful of them that are just you know outstanding and i think sometimes those episodes cloud people's judgment as to the overall greatness of the show i really like yeah. it but I think it comes comes down to people watch this first episode, and a lot of the reviews and things. What I saw was it's community, but not really. And I was like, you know, I watched the episode, and before I saw what anybody else thought of it, I went, "Wow, this feels a lot like Community." Yeah, <laughs> it, it felt exactly like an episode of Community to me. I yeah, I mean, maybe it it didn't you know it didn't feel like one of the best ever episodes of community but it wasn't it wasn't terrible and it didn't feel i mean people seem to complain that like uh the hunger games parody wasn't really a parody of of the hunger games and i'm like i don't know that it was supposed to be i think the joke was the hunger deans <laughs> that, yeah. that was the joke mm -hmm. that 
uh, you know, that, that the dean would play off of something in popular popular culture, but not necessarily really know. The point of the episode wasn't to do a parody of the Hunger Games. If they if that would have been the point of it, then they would have done you know a better. They would have actually done that. I think what the, the point of the episode was really Abed and his happy place and how yeah. much of a you know a classic sort of classic sitcom-y world that it was. And right. and they really spent their time doing that. And I thought it was funny that I also saw people say that it felt too sitcom And I was like, well, half the episode was supposed oh, to be a parody yeah. exactly. of, sitcom, of old-style sitcoms. So I mean, it was supposed to feel that way. But I wonder, too, if the reason that people were, were saying that it wasn't a parody is that the really great episodes of Community – are parody episodes. I, I I like Community a lot. I've never missed an episode, but it's never been on one of my end of year top ten lists. I would never put it on an Emmy Dream ballot, other than like for a specific writing episode. And, and I think Donald Glover is just hysterical. Right. But uh, it's it's so hot and cold with me, and and that's why this episode felt like any other episode of Community. I I couldn't tell that you know Dan Harmon. Uh, was gone or that he had written everything and rewrote every line. It very well could have been. Yeah. I think if you took, (laughs) if you took like the season premiere episodes from every season and gave them to somebody that knew nothing about the show or any of the behind the scenes stuff, they wouldn't be able to tell you which one, (laughs) you know, was the the outlier. Well, Uh, and I think they might've actually liked this one better. I mean, it, it, it played a little bit, more like a traditional sitcom. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't care for the uh, the 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 studio audience live in front of a studio audience thing in Abed's happy place very much because I thought Scrubs did that a lot better. Yeah, a couple years back, but the the Greendale Babies Muppet Babies thing was hysterical. I just rewound and played that thing over and over and over again, and I did like Fred Willard. As the yes, I love Fred Willard. <laughs> I love him it was, so it was much. a good week for Fred Willard. He's on Modern Family too. And it's like that he just randomly show. I mean, we know that he's established as Phil's dad, but I love that he's just like randomly at Luke's <laughs> performance, and then he's at the. It's just I love that. Yeah, I me love too. Him. Um, but see, for me, community. That's what I kept saying. Like Jason, what your point was that like people were saying, oh, it didn't feel like community. It was almost like. They could use the excuse of Dan leaving to suddenly not worship the show anymore. Yeah, or to give the reason that of something that they didn't like in the show was because Dan Harmon wasn't, you know, helming the ship. And you're right. just like, um, there, there are plenty of terrible episodes of Community where he was where he the was. ship. Exactly. Yeah, so, and he wrote them. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, you know, I don't really. To me, I mean, all the way from the very beginning of them walking in and, you know, Troy and Abed back from summer, you know, everything, it felt very, (laughs) it felt very much like a community episode to me. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't think it's, it's the, it was the second episode on the screener, but I don't think it's actually next week's or this week's episode. No, it's it's the future episode. It's the following episode. I think it's the third episode when they go to a inspector space time convention that feels very much community to me as well you know i so. saw someone else say something like oh I, I had the chance to watch a second episode but um it didn't it, it didn't feel like community i'm like the second episode feels just like every other one has felt yeah 
I, I think it goes to people's original passions. It's, uh, it's it's unfortunate that they won't give it a shot because, well, well, enough people did. The ratings were you know, the highest NBC premiere on Thursday nights for a while since probably yeah. community, community came back next year or last year. I thought it was done, but I'm afraid it may not be. <laughs> it, yeah, if it actually maintains even that low number, <laughs> it's the hit. Well, exactly. Well, the, yeah. well, I mean, but based on how many episodes it has now, there's definitely the possibility of it of it coming back. Uh, Sony always does does these deals, especially with shows that have made it three or four seasons. To get that parentheses rules of engagement, <laughs> yes, but, but even <laughs> other things, but still, just to get uh, uh, you know, to get closer to that hundred episodes for for syndication, you know, there's a there's a chance that it could it could come back for another you know like thirteen episode yeah season or something like that. Thirty and, off uh, the office leaving like they do need an established something. I, I wonder what they will do with Thursday nights because, uh, you know, doesn't it feel – and we're not going to talk about it very much, but doesn't it feel like they're wrapping Parks and Recreation up? I don't know. I don't want to think about it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it seems like uh, – the, the thing I worry about is a show like Go On that's already, you know, teetering a little bit here lately. But right. Partially because this part of the TV season, it's like that there's an episode and then there isn't one. And then they're, you know, and then it's off because they do a two hour premiere of Smash. But then next week is this or this week is going to be uh, the State of the Union. So it won't be on again. Right. You know, and so there, know. there's all these this this whole portion here. There's a lot of gaps in of when when there is an episode and when there isn't. And uh, and so I think that's part of why it's lost a little bit of audience here recently. But uh, I I have this bad feeling of like well this is our top rated sitcom so the office is going so let's put this on and then it comes back it dies on thursday night and with all the other competition on the night yeah i i hope that i i almost want nbc to give up on thursdays like cbs did years and years and years and years ago uh, until they can get something back well, they solid might need to give up on it as as a comedy night. Yeah, right. Yeah. Because they're That's killing not... a drama. Like they're, if they keep going on Thursdays, they're killing a drama. Right. Like by leaving that 10 o'clock slot, a drama slot. And then I know that they're waiting for that Michael J. Fox show to be, to do a big number, but, I, I would be afraid to put it on Thursdays. Yeah. That, that's the thing is you could see like, exactly. you could see it be like community parks and rec, uh, the new Michael Fox show go on or something. And, and then them not quite doing what they had hoped, you know. And, well, yeah, I feel I, like NBC needs to just leave and come back and see what. Like, I just NBC just needs to be like canceled. NBC. <laughs> <laughs> well, they peak on comedy, they, though. That's what NBC stands for: is needs be canceled. They certainly peacock something. <laughs> Yes. Oh my God! I swear. Well, or maybe maybe they will do the voice every day. <laughs> can you imagine? They're probably just sitting and waiting and being like, "Okay, any day now, the voice you can come back." I know they they keep putting that March twenty fifth date or whatever up, and I'm thinking every morning the the executives wake up one day closer. One day closer, March twenty fifth. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it's so weird in that 
they had, you know, they had such a great boosted by the voice and then, you know, revolution doing pretty well. And then things like go on starting out pretty well. They had, uh, you know, and grim doing well on Fridays. They had a, a pretty solid fall season. They won the fall. Yeah. And then this idea the and then they're like, well, we want to keep some of these shows that have worked, seem to work well together, you know, so we're not going to bring revolution back until the voice comes back. And they had these other shows to put on and they've all just come and died. And now they're back in, they've gone, you know, in this middle period of the season, they've gone from first to fourth, yeah. you know? And uh, I mean, there's, there's times where shows get beat by the CW. I mean, <laughs> That's, yeah, you know, yeah. That's pretty, and, and that's not no even good. the Vampire Diaries CW, <laughs> right? And not even like a high-rated CW, exactly. <laughs> they oh get beaten by Emily Owens, MD. Yeah, and so you know that's a, I don't know. It's it's really weird. What uh, you know? It's hard to it's hard to know what it is that people want. Apparently, they want vampire or not vampires. Apparently, they want zombies right now because I guess because even in the even with a full complement of Fox shows and ABC shows and the Grammys, AMC had the highest rated night ever for a cable channel uh, for for the return of The Walking Dead. So, who, I will is, once again no argue telling what people want. Of ratings that Nielsen needs to go. They need to do it a different way. Well, did if you they see... can tell me that I'm watching something three days later, then they know what I'm recording. Oh, totally. Did you see somebody, uh, I think a Fox executive, I'm not real sure uh, who it was, tweeted earlier today a graphic that showed the the first day ratings of the following compiled. And it's like 10 million, 10.9 million or something was the original same live and same day. But then there was another 10 million that was added on within the following week, including downloads and views and uh, airings. Uh, you know, Friday airings and Friday airings. airings and stuff like that. And I thought 50% of the total audience does not watch or is counted by Nielsen ratings. And obviously right. it's a premiere episode of a show, but still, that says you've got a big problem here. Exactly. And I don't think that anybody's going to actually step up and do anything about it, which pisses me off. Well, and, and well, I think you know, networks are starting to pay a little more attention to other things like – Granted, you know, when a show comes out and it it gets an all-time Nielsen low, that's dead. <laughs> but but some of these other shows we've seen in the in the meantime that have, you know, that where the numbers haven't been that great, they still make end up making two and three and four seasons of some of these shows. And uh but don't you think that's because of people like us that either write write for uh part-time job or professionally or because it's their passion. Well, I think, and, I think they, they see the, they see the online stuff around a show. Mm -hmm. I think they look at future revenues of potential shows of, you right. know, of, of DVD sales and, and selling it to other, you know, to other markets. And they take that stuff more into consideration. I don't, I don't think that, uh, you know, and, and what kind of money can still come in from a show uh, you know, that's why a show that's made by, you know, in-house as opposed to out you know, someplace else always has a better chance, you know, with, the, you know, given the same ratings of because the cost is different. Uh, so, you know, there's all these uh, 
these different things because you know in-house they have the the whole you know the whole future rights and dvd sales and everything uh to make money on the show i think they're starting to look at more and more things uh but still the thing that gets out there on a daily basis is what the you know the fast national ratings were yeah. from nielsen and yeah. uh but when the bulk of your your income for a show still comes from you know 30 second ads uh, that's still an important number, and right now that's the only the only way to to do it to actually because you can count all these other things you know DVR usage and and uh, you know online, but the the you know DVR people aren't watching the ads as much uh, you know and granted they still see it a little bit while they're fast forwarding through it, so it's not a you know a total loss of an ad. Um, and there are, you know, some ads when it's played online, uh, but you know, those don't, uh, uh, necessarily garner, I don't necessarily know why they don't, it's like, if it, why is an eyeball that goes and watches it online any different than one that watches it, right. uh, on TV, uh, especially since online they can track, they can, they have a better idea of tracking things to see what kind of people are actually watching it online. I still think they're 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 looking at more than than other stuff. Otherwise, a show like Community would have been dead long ago. Yep. Did you have something to add, John? No, no, no. I, I was I'm agreeing wholeheartedly with that. I, I think to get back just what you were saying about whether the executives are too afraid to change it or not, I, I don't right. see that they want to do it because um, they're too afraid of finding a new business model. I mean, it's just, it's perfect what you guys have been saying. Yeah. Uh, watch what they say about Netflix and how suspicious they are of everything Netflix says about whatever House of Cards will do. They're trying to get everybody to say what, trying to inv- invalidate whatever Netflix will pro- proclaim about um, House of Cards ratings or views or whatever, because it, there's nothing attached to it. It's not going to make money. They don't understand how to change the game. It's unfortunate because really good shows, we sit and moan and, oh my gosh, is this the last season of Parks and Rec? It shouldn't be. They've got years of story to tell there as long as the creators want to tell it. But eventually something's going to give and we're going to be without Leslie Nope or Abed in community. So there you have it. Moving back to prime time. We kind of went off on a tangent, but that's nothing new. Um, Scandal, season two, episode 13, Nobody Likes Babies. <laughs> this episode, holy. I loved it. Has this not just been, I've never seen a show really just sort of take off like this. No, I haven't either. And just drops outrageous storyline on top of outrageous storyline. Story <laughs> I mean, Vampire Diaries does did that a couple of years back. They were just burning through plot like nobody's business. Yeah, but, but it's set within a supernatural vampire story. This is right. set within like, <laughs> politics, you know. Holy cow. It's just great. I love it. Yeah. My concern is that with what happened to... With the president, you know, offing her and giving this cold shoulder, like, a big part of the story for me is the relationship that Olivia and the president have. And not necessarily their romantic relationship, but they understand each other and they trust each other so much. Like, I know it had to happen and we had to find out, but it's still, like, it just felt really uncomfortable. 
Yes. That the president is pissed off that they that they uh, fake fixed the election so that he could win, but then he should not be pissed off. He won, <laughs> but then but then murdered somebody to keep it quiet. But but the only person that he took it out on was Olivia. He didn't take it out on Melly or Cyrus, well, at least that we've seen. I I don't know that I don't know that him sort of. Being nicey, nicey, nice with Melly at the end is necessarily uh, him actually being nice. Sure. <laughs> uh, I think he has a whole new perspective of everybody around him, and but yet, you know. And, but, well, I mean, I, I think it goes too that he was expecting this sort of behavior from Melly and from Cyrus, but not from Olivia or Verna, who. He had to kill because of it. <laughs> My God, he totally killed her. Like, and and only because he he heard her say that because she was going to confess, and he was like, "Well, I'm pissed that you guys all did this, but I don't want this getting out and ruining my presidency." So, <laughs> see ya. <laughs> but how good was that scene with Cyrus and James when he made them strip down and that they took off their clothes and. And then Cyrus just is going on, you know, I was made to be the president, and, but I'm short and ugly and like to kiss boys, and I can – this is as great as it's ever going to be for me. I just – it was Jeff Perry, who I never really knew until Grey's Anatomy. He's, he's just so good. I just – I like so – he's what brought me into the show when I watched the first season this summer. Um, yeah. I tried the pilot episode and, and – didn't even get couldn't even get through it um but then i started to i picked it up again in the uh, like the third episode or something like that and finished it off and i I just it's become one of my absolute favorite uh broadcast trashy soaps ever it's just so it's so good yeah it's totally like i stopped watching partway into the first season and then you know watch the second season premiere and the storyline they dropped in the second season premiere, I was like, holy crap, what happened in the last two or three episodes of of the first season? And all of a sudden there's this huge conspiracy and somebody's not who they you thought they were. And yeah. and it and then it just keeps spiraling out from there. Uh and and then the way they drop in uh, you know, to tell backstory and you know, the whole thing, you're you're never quite sure you know, what's going to, you know, what's going to take place. <laughs> they now have the president committing murder. Yeah. It's, it's exactly. like you have, n- you, you never have any idea, you know, where things are going on this show, except now that you're, you've, what they've been doing this season is that you need to pick the most outrageous thing that you can think of. And that's probably where it's going to go. Yeah. Um, also, the next episode picks up in the future. I yeah, read I that in an interview. Yeah, I, I read that too. It's ten months from now. And uh, I love Scott Foley. I I I don't love him, but I admire him. <laughs> <laughs> I just think he's going to be really a really good addition. I, he, I, I don't think they make any bad mistakes in casting. It's true, they I, don't. Not, they haven't made an error yet. I mean, the kids, the kids, the gladiators, her, her people that work for her, they're all great. Yeah. And, you know, they they 
they have really until this with this episode haven't had very much to do as as they've gotten more focused on the conspiracy stuff. Uh, but my gosh, they were all just knocking it out of the park. And yeah, and I'm I I do miss this sort of scandal of a week scandal of the week. Um, overarching plot like a you know typical law show or whatever right but uh i'm real anxious to see how they're all going to deal deal with this i thought the stuff that abby did uh she was uh you know reminiscing about the things and, and the, the standing up for olivia and all that it's just, it was great it's just nothing yeah. wrong in my book i cannot wait to see where it goes next I cannot, cannot, cannot wait. <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's scandal because it's incredible. Archer, season four, episode four, Midnight Ron. It's been so long since I watched this episode. Um, it's the one where Archer goes kind of out of town with Ron, right? Right. He's, he's his new stepdad. Yes. He's passed out or he lost his passport at the Montreal Casino. I really could not love this show more than I already do. <laughs> it's very funny. Oh, it's so funny. They're like my favorite people on the planet besides, obviously, my dad. And who else did I say? <laughs> Star. Uh, Star. Martin Star should be on Archer. Oh, my God. I'm surprised he hasn't been yet. Oh, it would be perfect. He's shaped like an Archer character. <laughs> I just... The show... It, it's so funny. It's not just like a funny animated show. It's it's just hilarious. It's just a f- now because it's animated. It's hard to pick up all of the guest stars. But did you know that the the main trucker, the redheaded bearded trucker, was uh, Kevin from Top Chef? No. Yeah. Was it really? It was. Yeah. The 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 oh, good chef with the Voltaggio brothers that season. Yeah. Yeah, and they based the visual on him as well. And I, I read that. I think Vulture did a piece on it. I read it, and so then I had to go back and watch the episode again, which was fine. Uh, but just because I want to say, oh, my gosh, it is Kevin. <laughs> they don't give him very much to do because he's running around in high heels. Um, right, right. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so funny. And Ron is um, Mallory Archer's wife in real life, husband in real life. Yes. On Liebman. Rachel Green's dad. Yes. I just think that the show, it gets better every time I watch it. It really does. I love it. I love it. If I had one tiny bone to pick, and it's it's incredibly tiny, it's that I, I, I don't like that Ron Cadillac has a backstory that makes him as compromised as everybody else at the agency. I kind of liked him being sort of you know, a nothing. Just another, like a normal guy. Yeah, kind of like the guy that they always shoot in the, the stairwells and things like that at at ISIS. Um, I don't know, it, but but the whole midnight run stuff and the, the 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 gun joke over and over again about Ron don't blow. That was great. Yeah, yeah, oh, just so good. So our last show in prime time is a show I'm not watching. The Walking Dead season three, episode nine, The Suicide King winter premiere. Holy cow. They had a, a lot of stuff in the in that episode. 
of of both uh, what's happening at at Woodbury and then uh, what's happening back at the prison, and then you know, and then Daryl having to choose between staying with the group or going off with his brother, and that's that's one of those that's a it's sort of an interesting conundrum. It's like you can totally see why you know Rick doesn't want that guy <laughs> back with his group. I wouldn't want him back with the group, but then, oh, that, yeah, but then that he's was your a... brother. Do you you can't just like go? Well, we re- <laughs> we we got you out of this spot. Uh, have a nice have a nice time. The the opening scene with where they were supposed to fight each other to death was really great. But then the scene that I actually liked more was when they were in the woods after they had escaped, and Daryl and Rick are trying to protect Merle from Michonne and uh, Glenn. And all five of them just yelling at each other and Maggie sitting over to the side, you know, incredulous. I was like, there's no way he can't be with this group. This is this is going to be the end of the prison. Um, And so then I was I was actually shocked at how quickly they dismissed the two of them Um, and that we didn't see them again. I know that we will see them this upcoming week, but I just I was like, oh. Okay, they're going to walk away. Goodbye. Where are you going? Okay, fine. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what what happens there. And uh and then also, but then what did you think of just like the continual like Rick just losing it uh storyline here? Uh, um Okay, two things. I I like I like how it's paralleling what the governor's going through. And, you know, they've been doing that all season where the governor has been in a safe place and all of that sort of thing. And now that Rick is attacked, he collapses in on himself and can't deal with the loss of his daughter and the loss of the sense of security in the community. Where Rick has, uh, when he's in the safe place, the prison, he can't function. And so, you know, in that scene that we were just talking about or the scene with uh, Glenn – uh, at the red pickup truck where Glenn stomps the one zombie's uh, head in, Rick is, you know, a mile a minute, and, and you know, he's the Rick that we know, but the second they walk back into the prison, he becomes solemn. And, yeah, when he's, and he's holding his daughter or when he's mm-hmm. – when they're trying to figure out what to do with this other group. Right. And and I, I, like, I like it for those reasons. I think that's great. Um, the other piece of it that gives me pause is – we've been seeing this been played for a while and it takes me back to the farm and I think, okay, we've been seeing this played, you know, we spent way too much time on the farm and if we're going to spend this much time in the prison and it's just going to be Rick wallowing in despair, I I was really moved by it in the fall. I don't need to be moved by it anymore. I'm ready to, for him to pick up and move on. And I'm nervous that that Lori's ghost is going to be around for more than just last night's episode. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's something that uh, they could go off off the deep end too far with and that they really need to have something happen that snaps him out of it. And not just that he needs to go on some another mission and he's fine while he's, <laughs> while he's out killing zombies or, or rescuing people or something. And then – but where is it, something happens that snaps him back into being mostly okay – and obviously, you know, it, you know, part of the 
the whole series and and why we like it is that it deals with loss and in in a fantastic world so we can try to relate to our own feelings of loss and whatever and and it's probably not very realistic uh, i was a little i dropped my jaw a little bit when they said that the baby had been born a week ago um, in last night's episode, I thought, oh, really? That was just a week ago? Okay. Um, so, yeah, it wouldn't be time for him to move on probably from losing his wife. And and, and I don't I don't think that he knows that Carl shot her, does he? Yeah, he knows. I, he knows what happened uh, okay. with all that stuff. Uh, yeah, I think – yeah, part of the problem I think also with shows like this and then with having a, a – a big break between episodes and stuff like that is we've spent a lot of time and we've seen a lot of episodes, but yet the period of time that it's covered has only been a few days. Right. Like you lost. know, that, that, the, that yeah. the show is, the show is covered. And, uh, I don't know. It's not always a, necessarily a, cons- a consistent, you know, time period. Like when, you know, you start the season back up and you've jumped, you know, a considerable amount of months since the end of the, the previous season. And then, you know, now you have a break in the in the thing, but you the time that we've spent away from the show, they were just implementing a plan to go back in and get Daryl, you know, on that right. same on that same night. So yeah, the it feels like a lot more has happened or a lot more time has passed, but yet it's really only been a short time. So when you look at it that way, you know, it, the idea that Rick hasn't got you know hasn't really dealt with losing his wife, uh, it, you know, makes more sense. Yeah, it's it, it, uh, that, that being said, I, I forgot how much um, I really enjoyed the show until I was watching it. I mean, I really liked this fall a lot. And, and last night I wasn't dreading watching it by any stretch of the imagination. I just thought, uh, well, I will get to it because I hope we would talk about it today. And then once I started to get into it, or the episode started going, I'm like, oh, gosh, this is just, it's just really compelling. I really care about Maggie, and I really care about Beryl. Uh, I've really grown to care about Carol uh, of, of late, which I would never have thought uh, I would have ever have cared about Carol. Um, so I, All it took is a little know. thinning of the herd where they actually turned her into a character. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, but it, it, that's a, they really have been the herd. I thought when the the two white guys in Tyrese's group were planning their coup, I started thinking about. It. I went, "Oh yeah, okay, you should do it because they have uh, nobody left on the Rick side of things now that Daryl's gone." Yeah, and and Rick really needs. I mean, he's starting to you know he's losing it there, but he definitely needs to think about you know adding possibly adding some people to the group because what they have left in the group, especially with Daryl having left is not a lot of, uh, you know, necessarily battle, <laughs> battle tested, you know, really. Uh, now, now Maggie's been killing people. Yeah. She killed a little girl. I don't know that she was aiming for the little girl, but she killed the little girl. Um, and Glenn, obviously he's become a little bit of a badass. Yeah, but, but it's still, it's, a, it's, it's, it's definitely shrunk in the, you know, the, the, the amount of fighters that you have, even with, right. even with a couple of them, um, you know, increasing in their abilities. And I, I still don't like, uh, oh, I'm blanking on her name, Andrea in, uh, <sighs> in Woodbury that, I mean, her sort of taking charge a little bit felt a little bit more like, and, and you know, the Andrea character that was built in the previous season. Yes. Uh, but, 
it really seemed like she should have been even more pissed <laughs> about not knowing that her friends had been being tortured uh, and and that you know he was about to have you know her her friend Daryl you know possibly killed by <laughs> by Merle you know I, so I think there I I sort of get that she likes the the relative safety that they've created in Woodbury but still it seems such a such a departure from the character that seemed the badass character that was you know running for hours and hours killing zombies to stay alive at the end of the previous season right exactly uh, the the scene where she had to rally the troops in Woodbury that that just really rubbed me the wrong way i i liked how she wasn't very comfortable giving that sort of hurrah let's let's band together and 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 do all that because that's not her role that's not her job she was very uncomfortable with it but then then all of the townspeople who were you know ready to create a riot drive through the wall five minutes ago uh literally were all calmed down by her words and i thought Really? And they're all that's, hugging each other. And... Yeah, it's going to be okay. It's all right that zombies snuck in and the governor appeared out of nowhere and shot somebody in the head and then walked away again without saying a thing. We'll be fine because Andrea is here or that strange woman who's only been here for about a week. Yeah. And, and, the other, and the other thing is that it goes back and forth between like the townspeople sort of being being there but then yet also really being into this like fighting putting people in in a ring to fight with zombies around them and stuff like it just uh it's a it's a really weird group of people that that live in woodbury yeah and they're just people i mean they're you know there's no personalities to any of them or anything they're just a mob yeah there's only a a couple that they've kind of started to you know give a little bit of you know they're not their actual sort of characters they're not just uh people of the town and and it, the amount of people it also seemed like there was a lot less people standing around her speech <laughs> thought, than there was trying to get out <laughs> i thought the same thing I went, well where did all the extras go like like it seemed like there like some people were just like yeah all right we can't get out i'm just gonna go back to our place or something and we don't i don't know where where they were or what happened it just it that seemed a little weird too but uh yeah, it's it's it's. But overall, it, it remains interesting from from week to totally. week. Totally, and... it's not a perfect show by any stretch of the imagination. But I won't stop watching it because it's great. <laughs> and it looks like they've continued with the, you know, continued with the action, which is the thing that people lamented the most about season two. <laughs> There was a lot of talking in last night's episode. I got a little bit concerned because the, the opening was action-packed. The, the, there were several scenes right at the beginning that were really great. And then I thought, oh, gosh, here comes some talking here. Oh, more talking. Okay, more it talking. Wasn't, you know, it wasn't too bad, though. It, the thing is, is if you go into – and the next episode is everybody just talking. <laughs> you know, yes. there's, 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 no, there's nothing that they need to overcome in the next episode. Then you go, uh-oh, are we heading back into – uh, but you, you've got to get a little bit of downtime. You can't just be twenty four seven killing zombies. Well, and, and that, and, and you know, we can move on. But when when Glenn was beating the or kicking the guy's skull in with his boot, uh, and they had that long scene there, and and Glenn was trying to say we needed to go back, and 
you know, take care, kill him and all this sort of thing. It isn't right what he did to Maggie. In the backgrounds of every shot, there were like walkers. Yeah. <laughs> I kept going, oh, my God, there's one behind you guys. There's one. Turn around. <laughs> I mean, you know, it was deep in the woods. And then they did a – then they, you know, this was like a shot of Glenn and you could see one walking back in the woods. Then they did a shot of Rick and there's one coming up the, the uh, highway. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> Stop talking. Push the truck out of the way. There's zombies coming. <laughs> And Maggie's like, let's just do this and go. We can't make people It's like, no, there are zombies everywhere. Uh. Anyway, that's The Walking Dead. <laughs> Eventually, I'm pretty sure I will catch up. Like, I, I, I watched the first season and didn't dislike it. It wasn't like I, I just, I think that I didn't watch enough or I didn't have enough time to watch it when, like, season two came back, so... I don't know. Eventually, maybe I will. But that's prime time, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> um, some reality. Uh, you didn't watch the Grammys yet, John, so I don't want to spoil you, but I just want to say um, there was a Levon Helm tribute with Mavis Staples and Brittany from Alabama Shakes and Muffin oh, no, Sons. I watched it this afternoon. I, in fact, oh, I you just, did? Okay, good. I just finished it. I, lo- I was crying. I that- loved it. What that was beautiful. That was just I. I was. I mean, I. I don't even. They were so good. They were so good. It was the perfect combination of people to, you know, have all together. Perfect voices for it. Like they didn't. And I, you know, and on the other side, I thought Sting on the Bob Marley and and the Marley Boys and Bruno Mars. I thought it, and Rihanna. Like she sounded better singing a tribute to Bob Marley than I've ever heard her sound. I agree. I don't like Rihanna, um, but I didn't mind her there. Yeah. It was much better than her number that she did. Also, oh my God, the Forrest Gump song. (sighs) I don't even know what's happening. I don't know. (laughs) Do you, do you, I mean, do you, do you like that album? Do you like Frank Ocean? I've never heard anything by him before. And then there I am, and he's he's singing about Forrest Gump, and I'm like, what, what is happening? I, 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 I've never heard anything by him before either. And then this album was popping, and and everybody's like, this is the greatest album of the year. And then it was on everybody's end of year list. I hate it. It's just awful. That song, that Forrest Gump song, the whole album, it's like 60 minutes of that crap. Oh, uh, yeah. No, it's not the video stuff. That was kind of cool, but I got that from the fast forward. I hated it. Um, What else did I like? Um, I can't stand Taylor Swift. But I would rather see Taylor Swift dance along in the audience than win all of the awards. I was going to say there were two Taylor Swifts. There was the weird Taylor Swift from Alice in Wonderland. In fact, my wife said, what is this? I said, I think it's the opening of Fun, the the Fun (laughs) album, because it sounded just like it. And I'm like, I don't know. And then then she came out. and, And that was not good. I liked that song a lot. And, you know, in a lot of ways, I really admire some of the songwriting of that song. But boy, that was just a dreadfully dull version of it. It was yeah. awful. But then her singing along to everybody else—that was my favorite thing. I, See, I just thought that was the, endearing. It, it made I her seem like human. And you know that she was whooping and hollering. She was the first one standing up for people. And she just, yeah, what a team player. And she, and she won yeah. like nothing. Um, I thought that Mumford and Sons when they played were great. I thought Fun was fantastic. I saw people talking about how Fun wasn't that good, but I thought it was really good. I think Nate's voice is incredible. 
Yeah, um, I think so too. Um, it's one of my favorite songs from the album. Yeah, exactly. Um, but normally I have one. Like I don't love Jack White, so I did fast forward through him. It was interesting. Um, it, it was more conceptually interesting than the music choices. The the, the he did a folk. Um, ballad kind of thing with the all women accompaniment and the hmm. woman singer and then as they finished that he crossed the stage and he you know did a big metal um hard rock it wasn't hmm. metal uh thing with all guys uh and the girls came over and sort of stood on the side and cheered and and whooped and hollered and all that sort of stuff and it was a little, a little bit sexist um yeah but it was it was it was okay. I mean, I, I like Jack White. I, I I don't think that that album was particularly good this year. But I like Jack White, and I, I like to listen to him perform. Uh, the, I liked Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson. Oh my God, when she was singing um, Tennessee Waltz. Yes, when she did, and and, and then the Carol King. And Carol song. King. Oh my God. Oh my I'm getting chills thinking about it. It was. Me she too. is so good. You forget how good she sounds. Because she gets overproduced so much, but she just she can sing and she, she sings can really stuff. sing. Oh, and that that was I thought was one of the highlights for me. Vocal. Me too. Um, and she's so funny, and when she came, when she called Zach Brown Zach Braff, like she's so she hasn't changed from like the when she was on American Idol, she was like self deprecating and she was always kind of beating herself up and um, making fun of herself more than anything, and. I feel like, you know, 13 years later, whatever, 12, 13 years later, she still is that way. Yeah. She, I think she's pretty great. Um, and I'm glad that she won what she won. And I like that song a lot. And Yeah. And I thought she gave just a really great performance. And, I, you know, I liked, I liked the, 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 the jazz performance um, quite a bit. Yeah. Yes, me too. And I just thought it was really well done. Yeah, I, a, a lot of times I like those ones that were happening out in the middle on the smaller stage. The, oh, the Lumineers, yeah, they were great too. Oh my gosh, oh yeah, yeah, totally great. Yeah. Um, but then then you get some, you know, and I don't think anything was terribly weird this year. It wasn't like, yeah. you know, when um, Nicki Minaj or something like oh, that is. God, Nicki Minaj. The nothing. I mean, Taylor Swift was the weirdest, and it just it really fell flat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a fine. It was a fine night. Yeah, I saw somebody complaining like they've only given away five awards. Like, if there's any award show that I would like them, you know, if there's any award show that I would want to see music performances and I wouldn't want to kind of see them take away from the awards, it's a show that celebrates music. Like, exactly. I want to see the Grammy Awards filled with Grammy performances. Yep. And so. not, and and you know, there's they give out like eighty awards total all exactly. day. So I'm fine with it. I, it bothered me the first time I really noticed it too. But, you know, it, as long as the performances are good and, and they're more interesting. I The, the, the one um, that we didn't talk about that was weird, um, Carrie Underwood. Yeah, she just seemed to scream. It was odd. <laughs> She's not I, – I don't know. I, yeah. I, like, I like her. Um. I like her personality. I'm curious to see. Is she's the one who's going to be Maria in Sound of Music next year for NBC? Right? Is it? I don't Maria? know. They're doing a live broadcast of Sound of Music. Oh wait, for, I, maybe I did hear that. I think she's the one that's playing. I don't know. I mean, I think she's. She's just got a, a great voice. 
Yeah, I think she's a, and I think she's got a real nice personality. But yeah. having her stand still so they can project on her is probably not the thing that she should be doing. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Particularly if it's going to be a song where she's going to sound like she's screaming. Yes, it, it really did. She just yelled, and I don't even know what song. I think she sang two songs. I don't know. It was just weird. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the Grammys was a fun time. So I'm glad I watched it. Um, and luckily there wasn't too, too much else on that I missed. Top Chef Seattle. Okay. I what? watch it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think that the cast, the, the chefs this season are very likable. Yes. Now that they've kind of gotten rid of the dead weight, like Rosie or Josie, I mean. And, you know, I didn't love Stefan ever. I've never loved him on the show ever. Um, ever. So I really like the top three. Like, I like them. See, but I don't then, like the handlebar mustache Josh. Who makes bacon all the time. That's true. He does only ever make bacon. Long before Kristen got voted off, I said I wanted my top three to be Sheldon, Kristen, and uh, Brooke. I thought yeah. they were the three that made interesting food. They're the only three whose food I'd want to eat. Uh, and I, I really hated the concept. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that Kristen's back for that finale. The only thing is, so she's been winning all the Top Chef after right. whatever, Last Chance Kitchen. So... I think that CJ is still in the running to compete with her for the final. Uh, and what is that all about? That I mean, I really, really hated the idea of them bringing those three has been or former yes. contestants. I like CJ fine, and 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 he's the one that I like. Right, Jody was a worthless lump that they kept around far too for long. Too long. Like her instead of Kristen that time. No way. That was stupid. Oh. That was. Just stupid. I don't care how much you fall on your sword yeah. uh, and say it's my fault. I should be the one to go. No, the food that stunk was hers. Let's not. I just that yeah. drove nuts. And I th- they're keeping her around so she'll create conflict. And that just that sort of stuff drives me crazy. Exactly, um, because I really do feel like they got back to the heart of like cooking this season. Yeah, they've had some weird things, but they're really focusing on food a lot now. Yes. And you don't need all that drama that's manufactured. Amen, sister. So now we have Brooke, Josh, and Sheldon still in the final. Kristen still winning Top Chef, you know, Last Chance Kitchen. And the CJ and Lizzie are competing right now for... The Twitter vote or whatever. Save Our Chef. Oh, it looks like Lizzie lost. Okay. So CJ has won Save a Chef. So it's coming down to CJ and Kristen... And then I guess whoever's kicked off will be the top final three that compete in Last Chance Kitchen. I mean, I think Kristen actually deserves a chance at the finale. I hate that they're bringing them back for the finale. Like, that I to me, too. it's unfair to the people who have worked this hard. But Kristen was kind of screwed earlier, so I don't – she's a if, really good chef, so I don't mind her. If it's her, I'm a little bit better with it, but it's still wrong. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I would love for Lizzie – well, Lizzie's out, but I would love for whoever, like – gets kicked off this week mm-hmm. to suddenly go win last chance kitchen and still be the top. Like I would love that to happen, but we'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, Another mean, I just show yeah. that I'm watching. Well, I'm sorry. Did I interrupt you? No, no, not at all. Go ahead. Um, Rachel versus guy. So we've talked about this every time I've talked about reality, how much I hate Rachel Ray and how much I hate Guy Fieri. Like they are my two 
if Martin Starr is my favorite person on the planet, I feel like Rachel Ray and Guy Fieri are like the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Um, but I watched the show, and I'm really glad with who won. Um, Dean who won? McDermott. Okay. Um, he's who's he? Tori Spelling's husband. Okay. I mean, he's like a trained chef. Like he went to culinary school. So if there's anybody that should have won, it was him. Oh, Burning Love's premiering on February 14th. Sorry. <laughs> I just got a pop-up email about it. Um, <laughs> I just, I'm happy that Dean won because he's a good cook. That's about it. Um, so that's reality. Any other reality that I didn't watch this week or that you watched? Um, I, we're, the household here is really digging um, Face Off. Uh, I think Face Off is such a well-done show. It is. It's it's very much in the Top Chef model where you're basically, yes, there's competition, but you're competing against yourself. You make mistakes. Yeah. They don't throw unnecessary bad challenges at you or anything like that. Um, we're a little tired of some of the uh, contestants and 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 their maladies, and mm-hmm. their names are escaping me right now. But mm-hmm. it, it, we we just enjoy the creativity of it and how. Uh, you know, I, I like the competition shows where you can't screw somebody else over. Yes, exactly. You know, you, you, I mean, you can screw somebody over in the show. You can screw somebody over in Top Chef, but it would be seriously looked down upon, and because they're a community, a, a community of professionals, and right. you just don't treat each other that way professionally. And and so, you know, between that and Top Chef, I, I can go back and forth of which ones um, my reality pick of the week, but. Um, we we you know it's, we just came off of another season of Face Off, but so it's a little too soon. But uh, we we were really digging it, um, and really thought the uh, the candy monsters and the the that were the competition this week <laughs> were uh, pretty ingenious. Um, yeah, it's a group of artists that perhaps are a little too dark. For their own good, and they always go for demons and blood and gore. Even when you're talking about candy monsters, or not, right? The, 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 it wasn't that you had to be a candy monster; you just had to use candy in your thing, in your uh, makeup. And so we we don't care for that some, but uh, we like them, and we and we love um, the the judges, Neil Hetrick and V Neil. We I just love think, V Neil. I think she's, she's great. It's just a great show. Absolutely. People should watch all of it. I agree. So that's reality. We want to talk about TV on DVD picks for Tuesday, February 19th. And in my email, I said, I probably should pick Game of Thrones Season (laughs) 2. But I really also want to pick Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad Volume 1. A, because I love my cousin Matthew Lawrence. I love him. Um, And B, I watched the show every day before, like, middle school. And it was the dumbest but most amazing show ever. Um, so I think you all need to support my cousin Matthew and buy it. Excellent. My cousin Matthew, who doesn't know he's my cousin. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's the no no relation, but we are actually related, not by blood, but we're related. Uh, my pick is uh, Game of Game of Thrones season two. It's uh, you know if if you don't have HBO or you haven't been watching it, it's definitely worth uh, picking up on DVD or Blu-ray. And my pick, I had, I had two. I also said Game of Thrones season two, pretty intense season, and the new one's coming right around the corner. But the other one was Battlestar Galactica, Blood and Chrome. 
the web series that was uh, been airing on YouTube, I guess, for the last mm-hmm. couple of months. They've repackaged it with some other new unforeseen material, premiered last night on Sci-Fi and reran today. Um, so I, I actually taped it today. Um, I'm, a, I'm a huge Battlestar Galactica fan. It was probably the, the thing that sent me to uh, the internet for television, podcasting and listening to Ronald D. Moore's podcast and that sort of stuff. So I'm a completist as well. That's why we haven't <laughs> given up on How I Met Your Mother or Supernatural. Um, so, I, I, you know, even though he may not be directly involved with the show, several of the writers were, I'm intrigued. And I didn't, I don't like to watch TV on my computer. Um, so I didn't watch the webisodes. I'm, I'm anxious to see this little piece of William Adama's uh, life story, Fighting the Cylon. I had time. no interest in watching it as a web series and just getting little pieces for like 10 weeks or whatever. Uh, right. when I, when I knew that it was going to be put on TV as a, as a 90 minute movie. Uh, so I ended up, I ended up watching it last night and the only thing I'll say about it is that I can see why it didn't get picked up for series. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it's very green screeny. Yeah. It's, it has a weird, I don't know. It has a weird, like shiny, uh, look to it, but also, I don't know, like there's this weird sheen to it that you're just like, you know, I, maybe, I don't know, possibly cause it's mostly computer generated, but there was, you know, so much about, you know, Battlestar Galactica that it seemed so gritty and stuff that this right. seemed, I don't know, this, I don't know. It's, it seemed weird in, in the way that it looked, but also it just overall, the story that it told wasn't, overly compelling uh it, you know hmm. it didn't it didn't really keep me interested i i sort of forced myself to <laughs> make it through to the end so it'll That's sit on fun. my dvr for the next six months <laughs> yeah. what you're saying. all right great well you know you never know what who, who's gonna like what but uh it oh i'm pretty sure i you, you've you've sold me on it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah right. there you go so that's our TV on DVD picks. Um, thank you, John, for joining us today. It was great to chat some TV with you. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Excellent. Um, next week, Ray is back. Ray from Rayleigh.com. Ray from the internet is back. With, <laughs> no, that's my um, website. <laughs> she stole John's website um, right off from under him. And she is going to be joined, obviously, with Jason and uh, Patty Housel, who we love, Patty. I'm jealous that Ray gets to talk to Patty because I've never talked to Patty, but I got John and John had a lot to say and I liked it. Yeah, I th- well, so. I think the other thing about this next episode that'll be interesting is I think this will be the first time I can't remember, but this may be the first time that Ray and I have done a podcast without you. Oh, I, I'm not positive on that. There may have been one way there early on be- or something, but. Uh... And none of the times that I've been listening, have I heard Jason and Ray together? I mean, just without Amory. It'll be interesting. You guys love fun. Um, Patty has a lot to live up to, though. Although I, I have a feeling that Kyle is looking it up right now. Kyle, Kyle, let us <laughs> to know see if, to see if I'm correct. Uh, <laughs> <of> whether <laughs> we've done, Ray and I have done a show without Amory. Um, 
So tune in to find out that. Kyle will have that information for us. Because um, Ray, Ray won't remember either. Ray won't remember. <laughs> um, so yeah, so yeah, make sure you check the comments at uh, tvtimes3.com slash 168 for that uh, that announcement. Yeah, thank you, Kyle, <laughs> in advance. Um, our music today, when it wasn't... I didn't sing. Our music today was provided by IODA Promonet. The song is TV Party by the Asylum Street Spankers from their Mercurial title put out by Yellow Dog Records. And that's all she wrote. All right. Thanks. Thanks, John. I'm off Bye. to have I'm off to have some chicken or something because I give up meat on Wednesday. I have to feed the kid. I'm sure okay. she's probably scavenging for bones now. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you guys. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. We Bye. sit glued to the TV set all night and every night. Why go into the outside world at all? It's such a fright. We got nothing better to do. Watch TV and have a couple of brews.